0: Yo, Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode number 150, a buck fifty, all up in your motherfucking ass, Super Bowl weekend, Seth Gecko,
1: aka Moody Hank, hit him with that theme music.
0: About to draw outlines for these ladies I'm about to slay Got my cape on with some napalm Shots for days gone, then the game's on What you play, huh? Hard to get, off the be wet for all that dry hate Looking my way, while your eyes say You and I may get off like a right lane But I might strain, pull the lane with a migraine I'm a wrench to that ratchet bitch a bench for that acid offense with a ladder get up on it I said a wrench to that ratchet bitch a bench for the acid offense with a ladder get up on it Hello miss like what's your name such a shame you don't drink who's to blame Cause I'm buying like I'm Cosby in the lobby of an AA meeting on a payday We can make it rain even on a sunny day what you say you and I could run away Meet up when you drop that molly off, love like that chica Molotov While she's on the side, hating faded lane On the pavement, wasting all of my patience Come on, you gotta go ahead, put your pass out You gotta get up I beg, but I ask now Come on and get up
1: What the fuck is up, homies? Here we are on a special again. This is like a, a couple weeks ago, I did this same shit. Uh, a fight night, weekend, Saturday edition of the Whiskey Sick podcast. Uh, blazed up, Willie, already. It's like 10 in the morning. A uh, homie is, is baked like cupcakes, homie. Baked like ZD. Already. You can't see me. Woo, spitting bars. Super Bowl weekend, UFC 271 tonight. Um, I was going to do this shit uh, earlier in the week, but then I decided, you know, the old lady said she was going to take the kids on Saturday morning. I said, fuck it. I'm going to get ass-necking. I'm sitting here. I don't even got them. I fucking lost the motherfucking Chonies today. That's what, You don't get these, these uh, uh, solo adventures very much as, as an, a parent, especially if two. This doesn't come around very often, so you got to fucking, you got to go all out. I'm fucking just rolling up in the, in the murder champs. We just murder champs and nada today. The murder champs and nada. You walk up in this pad, unannounced, you getting these fucking bitties in your face. All beans, no Frank. You already know. All beans, no Frank, homie. All beans, no motherfucking Frank. But, fuck it. I'm fired up, haven't been on the cast in a minute, but I'm back now. Um, so let bygones be bygones, the world's been in a shitter, all sorts of crazy ass shit been going on, uh, world's coming after Joe Rogan, uh, shit's coming to an end homies, I guess we can get into some, some real shit and then we'll get into the, you know, the Super Bowl, which in my mind you know, the Cowboys are playing in, uh, Cowboys, Bengals, a Super Bowl that could have been from the 80s. Um, So that's going to be dope, winning number six this year. So we'll get into that. Uh, Pelicans made some moves, Uh, making moves in the standings. Had a four-game winning streak until two two nights ago. They finally lost C.J. McCollum. Made the deal for C.J. McCollum. His debut didn't go well, but we, we were playing. Who the fuck did we play? Solid team. Can't remember. Anyways. Uh, so the Pelicans w- were up until that time. They were in the playing ten seed. They worked their way from one and twelve to the playing ten seed. The fuck y'all saying now? Why three games? Who's only three games ahead of us? The fucking Bakers, homie. The Los Angeles Bakers. We on that ass, and we coming fast all over your motherfucking face. Uh, so we'll get into that. Uh but this Rogan shit, this Rogan shit has been, you know, fucking wild. Because you, you homies know, I've been rocking with the Joe Rogan podcast for a long time. Um, long time. Fucking long ass time. Literally started listening to like every episode. You can't possibly listen to every episode now. There's just too many of them. Back in the day, there was like two a week. And there's just now, I think there's only three a week now. But they're so long now, you know. I guess they kind of always have been. I don't know. But I used, to, I used to listen to almost every single episode Up until just recently Where it's just got to be too many You know, but uh, You know, of course Rogan On the Rogan I was on the Rogan uh, I remember the Fear Factor days I remember that shit uh, That was a wild ass show um, But Rogan was from the UFC You know, he's, he's the OG UFC guy You know, it'll never be the same when that dude walks away He's, he's, the, fucking, he's the fucking goat at that shit uh, All kinds of knowledge you know, it shows you that, he, you know, even though he was a high-level, you know, taekwondo, uh, uh, karate um, dude, high-level winning, you know, uh, you know, major tournaments and stuff like that, uh, you don't have to be a professional fighter to know this game inside and out. Just like you don't have to be a professional fighter to know, you know, football and shit like that. You always get that knock, yeah, but you didn't play and shit. But this dude's got a wealth of knowledge because, like a lot of people, he's training. You know, he, he, he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Um, you know, does stand up trains, you know, trains with these fighters, man. He gets, he, they come into to his, his compound, which is like the, the, you remember the, uh, the fantasy factory, Rob Deerdeck? This is like the Rogan adult fantasy factory with like fights and shit and alcohol and archery and shit. It's like the fantasy factory on like ten. You know this motherfucker got fighters coming in there. You know he's probably getting in workouts in there, moving with them, man. Every every fighter I had come in, I would be in there moving with them, trying to trying to get workouts in with them. You know, so this dude's, you know, he he's top notch. The 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 fucking podcast is is the fucking pinnacle of free speech. You know these motherfuckers want to shut him down because if you known you if you've been listening to this shit and you listen to the little uh, uh, the bro politics episodes of this shit with me and Batista, we've been showing you, man, this. This government is pushing some tyrannical bullshit. They're on the. They 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 spent all year last year telling you you had to vote out fascism by voting for for Joe Biden, the totalitarian and, and Donald Trump. And then what did you go and do by voting for Biden? Is you went and actually ushered that shit in. They ushered in censorship. You know they it started with the censorship. they you know when you allow them to take away. You know, the Alex Jones, the people who aren't dumb fucks told you this is not a good thing. You should be able to say whatever the fuck you want in this world. Deny the Holocaust, fine. Deny Sandy Hook, do whatever the fuck you want. It's only the people who are scared and who can't back their arguments up and their positions in life with fact and more importantly logic. It's those people that have to resort to shutting others up. And when the facts, when the truth isn't on your side, you have to resort to censorship. There's been no period in time that the people doing the censoring have ever been the fucking good guys. That's never happened. Joe Rogan, that keeps saying he was destroying the narrative. Joe Rogan wasn't destroying the narrative. The guests he was having on were the guests, were the people, the very doctors who created the very things that they're mandating. But they didn't want you to listen to and wanted to convince you that these guys were some, like, fringe doctors. You mean the people who created the shit that you're trying to shove down everybody's throat are fringe doctors all of a sudden? Well, then that, that completely diminishes what you're trying to fucking mandate on us. Logically, if you're telling us these guys are fucking fringe coop doctors and they created the shit that you're trying to stick in everybody's arms, then that means the shit that they created is also fringe bullshit and why the fuck are we being forced to take it? The Doctor Rob McCullers, Uh the 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 Peter uh, the uh, uh, who else did he have? He had the homie with the mRNA. What am I drawing a blank on him? Um, Robert Malone. That's who I'm thinking. You know, he had Pierre Corey. He had you know Brett Weinstein on. He's had these guys on who destroy the narrative with just facts, with actual real science. They tell you the actual truth about these, these, these two month three month trials that they did for these fucking jabs and how they got rid of the control, uh, the control group at the end, so you couldn't see the true adverse events. They tell you it's a 90 percent you know effective rate coming out of there because they didn't do the trials long enough because they knew it was going to wane after two, three months, so they ended it after like two or three months. All sorts of crazy shit. We just found out. 1,200 people died in the fucking trials the first 90 days. 1,200 people. Tens of thousands of adverse events. 27 spontaneous abortions and 270 females. This is Pfizer's own fucking data that they've been trying to hide for 75 years. They don't want it out to the public in its entirety for 75 years after they tried to make a plea to the courts to not have any of it revealed for 55 years. Now, why would fuck would they want to do that? And so he has these people on who who point these things out that destroy the fucking narrative. At this point, the only people who believe that this fucking bullshit are just ruling class, liberal fucking white people. The pajama uh, laptop class that got to sit home and work from home. While all the working Joes had to go out in the middle of what was actually a pandemic in the beginning. Or at least we thought so. With some shit The alpha, the most dangerous variant that there ever was, was the original one. These motherfuckers had to go out there for a year and a half when there was none of this vaccine. Y'all didn't give a fuck. Y'all virtue signaled. Y'all fucking cheered them on and shit. They went and got COVID in the thick of this fucking shit. Acquired natural immunity. For a year and a half, we're in the most dangerous environment. Now that the environment's not nearly as dangerous, they don't want to take your bullshit And now you get mad because they don't share your fear. The people who stayed home. Ordering their groceries online. Working from home. Show me a a, a middle class fucking blue collar job that gets to work from home. There's only a certain amount of type of jobs that get to do that. Type of class that gets to do that. And take advantage of those kind of things. So it's those people that want... The regular everyday Joes, the truckers, the convoy truckers in in, in Canada, now in Paris, in Australia, coming to the United States near you. All these things that you're going to see happening, that you're seeing happening, are those people who make up the vast majority, finally realizing they have all the power. Government power is, is, it doesn't exist. It's not real. There is no government power. We have the power because we outnumber them. The government's supposed to work for us. We elect them as public servants. Not Wall Street stockbrokers, the inside trading and all this fucking shit. Lobbyists going hand in hand with lobbyists and, and fucking taking money from pharmaceutical companies. That's why there's only two countries in the entire world that allow pharmaceutical companies to advertise on TV. That's the United States and New Zealand. And it wasn't legal in the United States until 1997 when fucking Bill Clinton made it legal. Now, why do you think that happened? Why do you think it was illegal? Why do you think it's illegal everywhere else? Why do you think we have the ideas and the views and the fucking... Why do you think we're the last people holding on to this? We're in the middle of a pandemic bullshit and the mandates. The rest of the world has moved on. Now, if you follow uh, state-sponsored media, which is any media on TV... You still think you're in a fucking pandemic. You know nothing about even England and the UK. All of them. Israel, even those motherfuckers getting rid of their green cards, their green passes. All the mandates out the fucking window. Mask mandates, vaccine mandates. It's over. They've literally declared everything over. All the Scandinavian countries, over. Why is it that the major Western powers... The centralized government powers are the ones that are still holding on to this shit. Canada. United States. Australia. On their wild asses. Enough people slowly and slowly and slowly have been coming awake awake to what the fuck is going on. Me and Batista have been here for a long time telling y'all motherfuckers, calling us conspiracy The own homies! Y'all know who you are? Calling us conspiracy theorists. All conspiracy theories believe the conspiracy theories. No, you believe the conspiracy theory. The shit the government's telling you is the conspiracy theory. Dummies. Pendejos. That's the conspiracy theory. Think about it for a half fucking second. You're not allowed to think for yourself because you're not smart enough to think for yourself. You have to let the people that that are smart do the thinking for us and do what they say. Duh. These dumb motherfuckers been indoctrinated not to think for themselves and now they're trying to pass that on to your kids why does New York City get rid of all the fucking mask mandates except for kids K through 12 the people who were least affected by the shit the the subsect of, of humanity that was least affected by the virus itself most affected by how we responded how the governments responded to the virus but the least infected by the actual fucking virus are still the people who have to wear the fucking masks. That never worked. Still don't work. Are the same motherfuckers who say, follow the science, are in a fucking football stadium by themselves, outdoors, wearing a fucking mask. Dumbass, sissy-ass, pussy-ass motherfuckers. They want us all to capitulate to their fucking fears. And that's what's been going on. And we knew the play that was gonna happen when all this shit started crumbling because eventually people were like, I got three of these fucking shots and still got COVID? What, you mean to tell me these motherfuckers that have been telling me for a year that I'd still get COVID were fucking right? You mean the motherfuckers who were telling us it came from a fucking lab were fucking right? Yeah, the, you, the conspiracy theories? Theorists, those guys... Now anything that deviates away from their their narrative is now an anti-vaxxer. You notice that? You could just be against mandates. You could have all the jabs in the world and just be against people being forced and you're an anti-vaxxer. That's how this shit works. And so what Rogan represented was the people that the, the, the government has been desperately trying to keep quiet. And those people aren't even... Anti-vaxxers. Most of those guys have been like the Pierre Corys. Have been just the FLCCC. He's part of the FLCCC. Go check that out. It's a it's a coalition of, of doctors from around the world that got together early in this pandemic and started coming up with treatments, early treatments. That's what we should have been doing. You could get your vaccines, but what happens once you get the once you get COVID? Because you will get COVID. Because your shot doesn't stop you from getting COVID. So once you get COVID, what are you going to do? Go get another shot? No, you need treatments. And that's what they've been preaching this whole time. You need treatments, but they had to get rid of all the treatments. They had to demonize all the treatments. They had to make them all horse paste and all this other shit. Why would they do these things? If they really wanted your health, wouldn't they just want to find anything that worked to save lives? Why would they take the drugs that have, been gone, uh, that have been around for the longest with the highest safety profiles and suddenly, suddenly demonize them while propping up something that's only been around for a couple months? And then when they're asked to finally, they're like, oh, well, we don't have enough studies on this. Well, they have more studies on ivermectin than you could possibly have on the jabs, but let's not go there. Why haven't you, if you want more studies, why haven't you done the studies? Okay, we're going to do the studies. Why does the fucking ivermectin oxford study take from fucking april of 2020 till september of 2022 why does it take over two years to do a study on ivermectin and it took two months to push the fucking jabs then they said they ran out halfway through the trial they couldn't get any shortages all around the world they laughed homies i have a box of 100 tablets of ivermectin in my fucking cabinet I got it from India. I ordered that shit on India Mart. It's like this marketplace from in India online. You can order medicines and shit. I talked to a fucking real doctor. like, or, like It was like ordering weed. It was like getting your, uh, your, uh, your uh, rec card, your recreational card online. I did that with some dude in India, in like Nagpar, India, some shit like that. It took a month. I paid $24 for 100 tablets. Of motherfucking ivermectin. That's like a, a, a lifetime supply. You can use it for any fucking. Any fucking like. Illness. Like any kind of cold. It helps for everything. They, these guys have been tell, saying. Hey keep this on hand. As, as like a Tylenol or something like that. As you get a sore throat. You get coughs. You get stuffy nose. Take this shit right away. First sign of anything. Take this shit. Look around the world. The people who have been using it. They have the greatest. Lowest. They have the greatest COVID outcomes. And the lowest rates. Why? implementing on top of other things ivermectin so i got 24 i got 100 for 24 dollars it cost me like 10 bucks to ship it was expensive on the shipping it took a month and i didn't know if it was going to come in because it went through customs in new york and a lot of people were posting shit about their shit being uh uh confiscated at customs in new york because i got this i got the india mart from people on twitter that were posting it on twitter saying hey this works i got my ivermectin and other people were posting their their pictures of their ivermectin being confiscated by customs and when i got my shit it was checked by customs and it said on the thing that they could open your boxes because i think right on the box man i saved it i don't remember where i put it i think it's it declares that it's ivermectin that it's medicine or some shit like that all the way from india long story short I got ivermectin. I got a bunch of it. I'm gonna send 50 off to to Batista. You listening to this? I haven't forgotten. I'm gonna get you your shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna hook him up with about 50. I'll probably hook up some more. I'll be your connect. I got the plug, homies. I got the plug. I'm the, I'm the ivermectin plug, homies. I got that shit. They be hitting me up all the time asking me if I need anything else. These these these. What I don't get is why are all when when you get when you call one of these the, these customer service lines and you get somebody from India, they're all dickheads and you can't understand them and shit. I go and get ivermectin from one of their pharmacies And they're the fucking greatest They have the greatest customer service All nice and shit But the point of all this was Joe gave these people the, A platform And the Black Panthers back in the day In the 60's they had a uh, A chant I think it was A saying in the very least that was Scratch a liberal Expose a fascist and they used to go around saying that shit. Scratch a liberal, expose a fascist. Think about who the fascists are. Think about the real fascists. The fascist people are actually the people who call other people fascists. The liberals. They're the people who want to enforce their ideas on everybody else. Their moral standards should be everybody else's moral standards. Why? Because they're the usually the elite ruling class. So they look down on everybody else. They're usually highly educated. They look down on the rest of us poor's undereducated people and they think uh, they should have say in our lives because they know better because they're at the top and we're at the bottom, they're looking down at us and we're looking up at them so they should be able to dictate society's norms and everybody else should have to follow that what's more fascist than that what's more fascist than saying people shouldn't hear other people's certain people's ideas and we should have say who that is We should be allowed, we should demonize people who give these people platforms to speak. And then on top of that, we want to force other people, we want to take their most sacred thing, their body. And once you take somebody's bodily autonomy, and they can no longer decide what goes in their body, what's next? What's that the gateway to? Even if you, 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 you fucking, you, you fuck the vaccines, you, you fucking squirt it in your face like a hot nut and, and you roll around and bathe in the fucking vaccines, you love them so much. You should be absolutely against mandates for this reason. This isn't where it stops, dummies. This is a medical procedure. It's a, ge- it's, it's a genetic treatment, gene therapy rather. Sorry, it's a gene therapy that they can force on you. So now can they mandate, you know, vasectomies and shit like this? What else are they going to do? After they own your body, what's left to own? Only your mind. Only your mind. Let them control your thoughts. You got Trudeau over there in Canada saying these people have wrong ideas. Wrong, wrong think. That's 1984. That's Orwell. Literally. The thought police. These people literally think you shouldn't have certain thoughts. Think about that. They don't think you should be allowed to hear certain people, whatever goes against their narrative is misinformation, because they think you're a fucking dummy. You can't think for yourself. So you can't listen to somebody talk and another person talk and decide for yourself who's lying, which one makes sense, which one's factual, which one's not. So they want to dictate to you which one that is, and guess what that's going to be? The bullshit. The lies. Because they can't hold up the scrutiny. Therefore... They can't step out on a platinum uh, on a public platform and defend those ideas. So the only option they have is to silence the other ones. So when you have soft-ass media who nobody listens to, only neoliberals and, and old people who actually watch CNN and ABC and get their news from that shit, the only way they can gain an audience again is if there's no other options. That's called a captured audience. And the only way to capture... An audience is to get rid of the competition. What's the biggest competition? Joe Rogan. They just put out some shit. It's no, it's no coincidence that all this Joe Rogan shit started going on. When they put out some shit that showed that Joe Rogan gets like 11 million listeners in like a week on, his pod, on, on one of his fucking uh, uh, episodes. And it dwarfed every single prime time, net, any network. Any of their news, any of their news people, any of them, the CNNs, all of them, MSNBCs, the ABCs, Joe was dwarfing them all combined. None of these motherfuckers even getting a million people a night anymore. Without Trump, they've fallen off the cliff. And I'm sure a lot of people have finally woken up to all the Trump grifting and bullshit that was going on there, too. There will always be the morons who follow it, you know, lockstep. So they found out that Joe Rogan is dwarfing them all combined. He has no overlords. He doesn't have to answer to anybody. And you say, well, Spotify. Kind of. They are handing him a pretty big check. But Joe Rogan has all the power. Don't forget. He could walk away, go start JoeRogan.com, and be run up and running with 10 million subscribers easy. He could go to Rumble. He can go any fucking where he wants to do. He could Him and Elon should get together and create their own platform and then just run it. So these people... They, don't, they think certain voices, usually right-wing people, uh, you know, the Candace Owens, the, the Jordan Petersons who they consider, you know, this extreme right-wing pe- person who destroys their fucking ideology on identity politics. He destroys that shit. And so they hate Jordan Peterson. He allows these people that they hate to speak freely. And they don't think certain people with certain ideas should be allowed to speak freely. So therefore he needs to be censored because they can't challenge their ideas because A, they're not smart enough. These ruined class people, these fucking Harvard graduates graduates are dumber and dumber. That's the problem is that news and reporting and shit used to be a blue-collared middle-class job. The April O'Neils of the world. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But now it's overrun with just ruling class Harvard, Stanford, you know, Yale graduates. It's an elite class, elite class job that now serves the parrot the class that they came from. And they're becoming more and more disconnected from actual everyday Americans. So in some facts, they think that they're actually right. And they do have all, you know, the world figured out. Because they don't know what it's like to struggle a single day in their motherfucking life. And so these laptop, pajama class motherfuckers face one ounce of fucking adversity in their life and they flip the fuck out. Motherfuckers who, who, who have to work paycheck to paycheck, have their fucking cars repoed, their lights turned off, can't go grocery shopping, have to use wick, have to eat government cheese, have to work two, three jobs... These motherfuckers don't share your fucking fear because they have real fucking fears. Because they have real adversity every single fucking day. And so these motherfuckers who think they're better than us think that we should fear what they fear because they don't have real fear in their life, real adversity in their life, and they never have. You take one of these motherfuckers to Barrio Logan. You take one of these motherfuckers to anywhere in the United States, to Southside Chicago, to, to Miami-Dade, to, to wherever the fuck, parts of San Francisco, and let them walk around in some of these neighborhoods. Let them take a trip around the fucking block. The last thing they're going to think about is fucking COVID. But they want that to be our problem. They want us to share all their fucking problems and all their, their fucking fears. Rogan and these guys destroy that shit. And a lot of it has to do with why you're seeing more and more people wake up a lot of this has to do with now you're seeing this whole fucking narrative that we've been pointing out to you, motherfuckers, completely and utterly crumbling. And now I just read this morning that Biden's going to get rid of the man mas- uh, mask mandates. But again, he's going to keep it for kids like 12 years old and under or some shit like that. Again, the most stupid shit ever hanging on to any piece of this shit that they can. This is what they want. They want to indoctrinate this shit into their kids to just blindly obey. They want to take away critical thinking from our kids So they can't think for themselves And they just create the next generation Of mindless fucking zombies That'll do whatever the fuck they say We can't let that happen These kids have never been affected by COVID Ever There's never been a state of emergency for them For any of us Much less kids And they still want to keep them in masks Think about that shit And most of that has to do with the Fucking corrupt teacher unions Looking at that shit But Joe Rogan ain't going anywhere. I think he made a massive mistake by apologizing in the first place. They took that video. You saw that video. Oh, did you see the video that came out of Joe Rogan? You mean a video that came out of videos that came out 12 fucking years ago? Those have been here forever. They chopped it up. You could clearly tell it was chopped up. I remember some of those conversations that he had. He's just talking about the word. Saying the word while having a conversation about the word while quoting other people using the word. Like Joe Biden did when he was quoting other people using the word on C-SPAN on a congressional meeting in 1985 when he was saying the N-word over and over again. But that doesn't matter because thats he's a Democrat. He's on our side. We voted for him. That's all you're seeing. You're seeing virtue signaling and people who voted, the motherfuckers are doing all this shit. All you have to ask yourself is if Donald Trump was still the president, what would this shit look like? Well, it would look like all the Democrats, when they're saying you couldn't trust the CDC, you couldn't trust the FDA, they would never trust fucking rushed vaccines before the election. All the Democrats were saying that, including your president, including your your vice president. They were all saying that, and then they won the election, and it all flipped. That's all you have to go back to listen, to, to figure it all out. If Donald Trump was the president of the United States and this exact same shit was going on with the mandates and shit, they would be calling him a fascist, they would be thro- uh, he would be a, a, a tyrant, and they would be trying to impeach him, as we speak, for a third fucking time, and there's no doubt about it. And all these people running around with their masks outside are the same fucking Trump deranged morons who's had their fucking brain scrambled by fucking Trump being the president. They're the same motherfuckers. Those motherfuckers wouldn't be wearing masks outside. They wouldn't be putting them on their kids. They'd be out in the streets saying, but our kids, why put them in masks? Our kids... It would all be reversed. And that's all you have to look at and that's all you have to contemplate to figure it out that it's all been bullshit from day fucking one. You've been played. You motherfuckers, you, you've been fucking played. Joe Rogan ain't going anywhere, he shouldn't have fucking apologized, but it was fucking crazy seeing him try, think about how they tried to do it, it, it was a three-pronged attack, remember they tried to break his credibility uh, by saying, you know, the horse pace shit, then they tried the uh, the week before, it was misinformation, You gotta shut him down for misinformation, even though they wouldn't tell you what the misinformation was, they just kept saying he's spreading misinformation, okay, what is the misinformation, they never gave you that, of course, why, right? Because the misinformation is actually coming from them. They're the people that are throwing out these wild-ass numbers that make no fucking sense. And then now the final straw was he's a racist. So now they have no more cards to play, and he's still around. So now they're fucked. So now it's Checkmate Joe Rogan. Um, and it all came out that, you know, the Willie Nelson shit, or what, it, what, not Willie Nelson, the other motherfucker, young fucking, what was that guy, something young, whatever, the, the fucking old singer guy, Um. Uh, that motherfucker was just trying to get people to go over to Amazon because he was paid by Amazon now to, go do, to try to steal people from fucking Spotify to try to ramp up Amazon Music. Also sold... of his catalog to Blackstone. uh, Hypnosis, who's owned by uh, 50% by uh, Blackstone, which is a private equity company which is buying up all the fucking homes that are going fucking uh, foreclosing around the house. They're those motherfuckers. The same motherfuckers who have $2 billion invested in pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, those motherfuckers. Including who's run by their CEO is the former CEO of what? Pfizer! Oh my God! A PAC, a fucking Democratic... Fucking, uh, 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 I forget what PAC stands for. They they basically collect money, and and under the rules of 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 our current rules for for um, um, elections, these PACs, these super PACs, can uh, can uh, raise unlimited funds for their parties and can distribute them out to their parties. So it's just a com- corrupt lobbyist fucking group, basically. Was. The one actually behind the whole Joe Rogan uh, racist smear shit. They've traced it back. It's all bullshit. It was all just fucking big, uh, big corporations and big pharma trying to smear Joe Rogan and try to get you know, him deplatformed uh, so he could no longer speak. And uh, basically, all I've seen is they do the exact opposite. Whenever you try to censor censor somebody, like, take away, mouse that book that they're trying to get away, all that does is make people want to actually read the book. All it does is make people who've never listened to Joe Rogan go listen to Joe Rogan. And all these people who are talking shit about Joe Rogan have never listened to a single fucking thing, uh, a single episode of Joe Rogan. All they have is the opinion that other people gave them of Joe Rogan. They've never actually made their own or formed their own opinion of Joe Rogan. So... He ain't going nowhere. Still eating their ass. Uh, he had a new episode with Dave Smith. I know they, I'm about to watch that. They, got, they get deep into this shit. But all right. So there it is. I had, I had to get on this, this Rogan shit because, you know, it was eating me all week, man. He, 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 you ain't bringing Joe Rogan down. He had Ades, or Israel Adesanya saying, that's my N-word. Uh, you ain't getting me. You thought I was going to say it. No, nah, homies, you ain't getting me. You ain't Joe Rogan and me. He said, that's my N-word, homie. That's what he said. That's my N-word right there. You ain't canceling Joe Rogan. The fuck out of here, homie. He's going to be bigger, badder than ever. Bigger, badder like LL Cool J, motherfuckers. Um, so what the fuck else do we got? Let me save this shit, man. Let me save this shit. Oh, man, I had to get some some water too. Homie's blazed right now. I don't know what the fuck I just said for the last 35 minutes. Listen, I don't know if that was just jubbly gobbledygook. I don't even know if I, what the fuck was going on right now. Blaze. God damn. Uh, we got the Super Bowl. We got the Super Bowl this weekend. Um, I, listen, this is worst case scenario. This is worst case scenario. Of all the scenarios, the Rams in the Super Bowl was my. Uh, was the one thing I wanted to avoid. If the Cowboys couldn't win it, I just wanted the Rams not to fucking win it or even be in it. Uh, a lot of it having to do with Bautista a homie that comes on on that you hear on here from a long time um, i don't i don't think that motherfucker deserves any of this shit you know i'm not happy for him at all i'm not happy that his team's in it. i'm not happy for bengal's fans i don't give a fuck about you bengal's fans Oh, thirty 30 something i don't give a fuck i'm sitting on 26 years you think i give a fuck no i don't give a fuck about these other fans i'm not happy for none of these motherfuckers. I don't know what that feeling feels like. To be happy for somebody else going to the Super Bowl. That, nah, fuck all that. I ain't happy for this motherfucker. In fact, I want the opposite. I want pain. I want suffering. I want agony. I want heartbreaking, heart-wrenching loss for this motherfucker, Bautista, against the, uh, with the Rams. I want them to lose in the most devastating fucking fashion. I go back and forth. Do I want a, a fucking... I, do I want them t- a 28-3 collapse... Lose on the last play of the game Or just a fucking good old fashioned Family room in the mall Koala station Head over heels Diaper change position Ass eating Hometown buffet 24 hours Fucking straight Ass eating Doggy bags Heavily encouraged I want all the ass eating Which one do I want? I want Agony I want to draw this shit out. I want it to be painful, and I want it to be remembered. These motherfucker LA sports fans talking about we winning chips all the time and shit. No, you ain't won a fucking one. You won. A, you had six months off to win a fucking a, a Boy Scout tournament with the, with the Lakers, which is bullshit. And you had the same thing with a, a with a fucking uh, bubble fucking base uh, Dodgers. World Series. That's the only. Think about this. In all these years, the only, the only fucking year those motherfuckers could actually win was when there was a a fucking six month break for the oldest player in the league, LeBron James, in in a fucking bubble. Nah, nah. That's the only time they couldn't win in an actual regular season with actual full seasons. Now they had to win it on like a, a fucking half half season. Nah, fuck all that. And and the and the Rams have never won a fucking Super Bowl as far as I'm concerned. That that was the St. Louis Rams. L. A. hasn't seen a fucking Super Bowl. They haven't won a fucking Super Bowl. They got nothing. So as far as I'm concerned, I haven't seen shit since Kobe won a fucking chip, and since fucking Mel Gibson or whatever Bob Gibson, whatever that motherfucker was, that hit that fucking home run with he was fucking limping around like fucking. Jimmy from South Park and shit around the fucking bases. Remember that motherfucker hit that home run? Wasn't that in the World Series or some shit? They hadn't won a World Series since then. They've been losing in the World Series. I love that shit. Uh, you know, L.A. loves losing the biggest game of the year. But unfortunately, I think these motherfuckers. My my official pick is I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna pick with my fucking heart, and I'm gonna say the Bengals are gonna win this. Joe Burr. Joe Burr. Joe Burr. This motherfucker's
0: cold as ice, we need to sacrifice my love.
1: This motherfucker, he, he's fire. He's good. He's real good. Jamar Chase is good. Mixon's got some skills. I think the offense, you know, they always, listen, what worries me about this game is that this, the Bengals have been on the verge of being blown out twice in this playoffs. Twice it was looking bad. It was looking bad. It was 21-3 to against the, the Chiefs. Remember, the Chiefs were about to go up. They were on like the two-yard line with like five seconds left in the half. They were about to go up 28. In the least, they could have kicked a field goal and gone up 24-3. to 28-3. to It's done, skis. But from that point on, they held them on that fourth down or on that down before the, 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 the halftime, and they made the comeback. And I forget which other game they were down too. They were down early and it was on the verge of, maybe it was a Titans game, I can't remember. But it was on the verge of being you know, a blowout and they came back and won. Uh, but you know, beating the, beating the fucking Chiefs twice in like four weeks, I think they did, two tough games. They they've, they've beat the best team in the AFC twice. That's no fluke shit. The defense worries me. The offensive line worries me against the Rams' defensive line. This, this, Listen, this matchup is tailor-made for the Rams to fucking dominate the game. But that's why they lose the fucking game. Because they should have lost the fucking 49ers game. You saw them lose late in the season to the 49ers when they were up big and couldn't close the deal. They suddenly just go on this can't score, can't stop anybody. And when you least expect it, these, these Ram, the Rams' defense turns into a fucking soft. And you can score all over them. And then the offense will go on the fucking on, on, on a drought. They'll give up big leads. They're not good with a lead. Uh but I, I you know, it's tailor made for the fucking Rams to win this game. Now you got Odell Beckham out there showing his ass. Uh most overrated receiver in the history of the game. Made a whole career on one fucking catch. But he had a good game in the in the championship game. He had like nine catches. 110 yards, some shit like that. He had a good game. He showed up. He made some tough catches too. Uh, you know, Matt Stafford. Listen, he he's whatever. He'll choke. He he's got the choke gene. He's got the choke gene. He's got the Romo choke gene in him. You know he does. He he's got that game. He he, he got the Jared Goof game. He can at any moment, any given moment, this dude can self destruct. He can come out here, sail balls over your head, throw him in the dirt. Uh, so you never know what you're gonna get from Matthew Stafford. When he's good, he's as good as any. When he's on, he's as good as any, like he was in the, in the uh, championship game. You know? So, I mean, he's got all the skills. I, I like Matthew Stafford. I actually like that motherfucker. I, it sucked that he was a fucking lion for all those years. But he had Megatron, you know, early on in his career. Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'm going go to go with my heart. I'm going to go 31-27 Bengals. Actually, not. fuck all that. I'm going go to go 34-13 to that was what I was going with. 34 to 13. That's what I've been telling Batista all fucking week. I'm going to stick with it. They're going to eat their ass. How about that? Um, whack-ass Super Bowl. They already announced that the, the, the fucking tickets were cut in half once the Super Bowl was announced. They had tickets going on sale for like almost seven grand for the highest nosebleeds that are now like $3,000. Nobody wants to see the fucking Rams in the Super Bowl. Or the goddamn Bengals. But more, less the fucking Rams is a fuck about that Hollywood liberal bullshit. L.A.'s a shithole. A goddamn shithole. And I love L.A. Used to roll up to L.A. all the time. I've been rocking on stages in L.A. for years. They, they fucking destroyed L.A. These motherfuckers Gavin Newsom's the Garcettis. These motherfuckers done destroyed L.A. All those motherfucking morons that they elected destroyed L.A. So fuck L.A. They stole the Chargers. Fuck L.A. They don't even like the Chargers. Not the people of L.A. Just the people who run L.A. That's what I mean by fuck L.A. I love the people of L.A. We SoCal. We California to the fucking fullest. I love my Los Los Angelinos. What do they call them? I love L.A. People. I hate L.A. The fucking people who run it. The corporations. I hate the fucking Rams. Fuck them whack ass motherfucking super bowl uh USC 262 271 <laughs> what the fuck was that 271 um what else was there about I feel like I'm I'm leaving something out about the fucking uh uh, uh super bowl other than it being garbage uh, oh yeah, fucking Eminem, Dre, Snoop, the halftime show. I'll be watching. This will be the first halftime show I ever remember watching. This is the only reason. I'm going to turn this shit on just for the fucking halftime. I ain't going to watch this bullshit. Bo- no, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm, you know I'm going to watch that shit. You're know hot as fuck watching that shit. And I'm, I can't wait for the fucking Hall of Fame, uh, the halftime report. Uh, halftime, the halftime show. God damn. I'm falling apart. I'm catching the speed wobbles, homie. Don't jump off now. You can't run that fast. I'm wondering what the fuck songs can Eminem do. (laughs) What can this dude do? Is he gonna drop the old f bomb songs? Is he gonna go that? Is he gonna do that? Is he gonna drop that bomb? Uh, probably do like Slim Shady and all his like popular shit. Probably more than likely. What's Dre gonna do? Still Dre? Do they come out to Still Dre? Is that what they come out to? Gin and Juice? They come out to you know fucking I don't know. What do they fucking come out to? Ring ding dong. I don't know, man. You got Kendrick Lamar out there. What are they doing with Kendrick? I mean, Mary J's gonna be there. I mean, are they gonna come out first? I don't know. Uh, you know, I just don't know how you're gonna how you gonna do Eminem on, on on a fucking Super Bowl and Dre and Snoop without censoring every other word. It's just gonna sound like fucking Morse code. Me 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 beep. That's all you're gonna hear. But I'm down for it. That's gonna be dope as shit. Um, but other than that, fuck the goddamn Super Bowl. UFC 271, we got Adesanya versus Whitaker, part 2. Let's pull this shit up. I'm losing my headphones. Turn my headphones up. There we go, we back, we back, we back. Let's pull up this fucking fight card. Israel Adesanya versus... uh. uh robert whitaker part two the first one ended second round tko uh ko ko or tko uh adesanya one listen robert had his moments the problem with robert would occur w- in that fight bobby knuckles the problem with him in that fight was range he could he w- robert is a a, a fucking like he explodes. He doesn't use footwork to close distance. Like, you, you, when you learn how to close distance, you l- usually learn how to close behind a jab. Short, choppy steps to work your way in, into your power hands and such like that. Working angles, such like that. Use footwork to close the distance. Um, Whitaker, when you have guys like him that are fast and explosive like he is, they can, like, leap into the pocket like uh, um, uh, fucking homeboy with the. Um, Roy Jones like Roy Jones used to do like you, you never really want to lead with your left hook a lot he would use a lead hook like a fucking jab because he was so good at leaping into the pocket and closing distance with it because he's so fast Robert Whitaker does the same thing and he's awkward Robert what makes him dangerous is he has these long overhand looping punches that come from weird fucking angles and he can leap into the pocket and throw those and, and for everybody else that's been a huge problem I mean, he doesn't lose very often in middleweight. I think Adesanya is the only guy I can remember that beat him uh, at middleweight. Um, so he's got to figure out how he's going to close that distance. If you go back and watch that fight, you see him coming up just short. He landed some good shots, but he was coming up just short also. He was, coming, he was just missing by inches. And, it was because, and he was getting countered. Uh, Adesanya was just barely pulling out of the way or sliding out of the way and landing right hands and check hooks. Which, you know, he dropped him with a check hook, I believe, in the first round, and then he finished him with like a right hand as he was kind of leaning back. Adesanya puts his chin up there. He has this bad habit. He's good at like checking, but at the same time as he slides back, his head straight up in the air. Dangerous zone. So Whitaker's got to make his punches straighter. He's got to get his his hands to target a little bit faster. And he's got to try to work more with his jab to get into range to where he can then leap into. He can't try to leap into the pocket and try to cover all that distance. He's going to come up because this dude fights so long. Adesanya is one of the best, if not the best person, probably the best person at using range. Watch this guy. There's not a whole lot of movement with Israel Adesanya. He's very stationary, almost kind of, you know, he's not so upright, but he's very stationary. He's very flat-footed, it looks like, but he's very good at sliding back. He's very good at knowing where he's at, where he can touch you and you can't touch him. And he uses a variety of kicks. The leg kicks are nasty. He's a guy that can make those He doesn't have to 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 completely commit the hips and turn the hips over on a leg kick. When you have to turn your legs over your your hips over, you have to be closer, right? You have to it, it's a it's a bigger motion. So you're leaving yourself open. This guy can touch your leg. He can make a leg kick a long distance strike where you can land the leg kick and he can't be kicked you saw it against Rattori. you saw it against Paulo Costa and then he starts turning that shit into a fucking question mark kick and then now he's kicking your head when you think he's going to kick you in the in the leg his his kicks are fucking dangerous he can use round kicks at distance which you know round kicks are a short range t- type of strike think of more of like distance strikes like side kicks, you know, front kicks to some natures but this guy, you know, the calf kick is more of a long range strike because you don't have to commit as much with the hips so he's dangerous and he's good at just sliding back. He's good at countering. He's, he, You know, Robert, uh, Whitaker's got to get him to, to. he's got to draw, draw Adesanya out a little more. He's got he's to be willing to just stand there and say, fuck it, I'm not going to be the one going forward all the time. You know, like you saw Patrick Cote do back in the day against Anderson Silva. Go back and watch that fight. Old school fight for you. Um, Cote was doing really well in that fight against, I think he, he blew out his knee. If I remember right, Cote blew out his knee in like the third round or something like that and couldn't finish. But he was looking good in that fight, and it was because there were times where he's like, fuck it, I don't care if the, the crowd boos, I'm going to stand right here and I'm not going to chase you. We're going to fucking, we're gonna, you're going to come forward, I'm going to come forward, we're going to meet in the middle, I'm not going to just chase you the whole time. And that's kind of what he's got to do with Adesanya. You know, you're playing with fire, but at the same time you can't just be leaping into his traps all the time. It's got to be, you know, back and forth. So, so short and choppy steps, he's got to work behind his jab, he's got to straighten his punches up a little bit to get him to the target a little bit quicker. Straight lines, Straight line always beats round, you know. What's the you know, fastest route somewhere? It's a straight line. Um, it's a good fight. Listen, he's also... Whitaker's got to wrestle. We saw Jan. I know Jan was much bigger. Had a, much, had, had a good size advantage on Adesanya. And it was able to take him down and just hold him down. We saw Vittori get Adesanya down. And he couldn't hold Adesanya down. Adesanya ended up on top of Vittori in that last fight. Uh, but v- Vitoria's not nearly as big and as strong as Jan Blachowicz was at 205. So I don't know if, if you know, Whitaker's got underrated uh, wrestling. He took Gastelum down. He wasn't able to hold Gastelum down, uh, hold him down but he got him down because he's very good at striking, at, at changing levels and getting takedowns off of his strikes. He's good at striking into the takedowns. Very good MMA skills like that. Um, so he's got to make it, even if he just gets Adesanya down on the ground and he pops back up, he's got to keep making Adesanya think about the takedown and also use energy defending him and getting back to his feet. Um, he's got to do that, and that will also help him close the distance better. You know, he can, he can touch the legs, he can go in on a shot. Maybe he's not, he doesn't finish the shot, maybe he doesn't run through it, maybe he get, it gets stuffed, but now he's in close. Now he can fire off hooks, off of the takedown attempt, on the break. You know, he's got to find dirt. He's got to make this dirty and grimy. He's got to find ways, different ways, to 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 land strikes, to do damage. So he's got to work that clinch. He's got to try to work some takedowns. He can't if he's gonna sit there and, and and stand and bang with Israel Adesanya for twenty five minutes and that's the game plan. It's gonna end the same way. I think Ades- I think you know I think they got plus two thirty was the last time I saw uh, Whitaker. I'm probably gonna. I'm, I'm probably dropping 20 bills on that. I think he could definitely win it. I think the biggest threats to Adesanya at middleweight are Whitaker, Alex Pereira, who's already beat him twice. pierre per Pereira. I, I fucking can't say it. The new dude, the the guy who came over, who beat Adesanya twice in kickboxing, knocked him out once and then won a kind of a. a He didn't really win the decision. I thought Adesanya won that second fight, but whatever. He knocked Adesanya out the first time they fought in a kickboxing match. Uh, And you just saw him fight last year. He made his debut late last year against uh, um, Mikhailides. Mikhailides. Uh, And and he knocked that dude out with a flying knee. So Alex Pierre can beat him. He's another guy who's very good with ranging as long and as tall as Adesanya who can meet and, 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 and clash with him, you know, have the same physical attributes. He can match him physical attribute for physical attribute. And then you got, of course, Kamzat. Now, he's looking like he's going to stay around 170, but this guy's still a problem at 185. He could take, he could take Adesanya down at will and hold him down, beat him, beat him up. So I think those three, I think the, the least of those three is probably Whitaker. Um, he's just an undersized guy uh, against uh, you know the size, the the, the physical attributes he's going to have to overcome It's going to be a lot. I think he goes. I think this one goes a distance though. I think I would bet on a distance uh, uh, on this fight going a distance. You know, he, there's these times where Adesanya, the biggest knock I see against him is out output. Sometimes he's just he's just willing to do just enough to win the rounds and then you know just go and punch the clock and, and get the fuck out of there. And there's other times, like when he was in with Gastelum, where he had to be, he had to go out there and fucking bang. And I think he would prefer not to have to go out there and bang. With Vittori, he could have finished Vittori. He's way better than Marvin Vittori, but he didn't. The first time they fought, it was a split decision, and that was only a three-round fight, though. And then the second time, he w- he was far better than Vittori, and he, he didn't ever look like he was going to finish Vittori. Um, if Killer Adesanya comes out, he could definitely finish Whitaker. But there's these times where he just... He just lets his, either lets his foot off the gas or he just kind of cruises from the onset and just kind of, you know, he'll collect his check and, and, and keep it moving. It's business for another day. Uh, you know, I, 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 would take, I would take a shot on, 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 on this one going the distance. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with, but for the record, I'm going to go with Adasanya on wax. Um, actually, I don't need that shit. I got this up right here. Israel Adesanya decision. I'm going to go Decision um he could he could definitely finish him earlier early though there is definitely that possibility um so who else we got we got lewis versus T- uh Tui Vasa banger someone's sleeping get the sleep apnea machines out bust them out uh like motherfuckers bring out the aed shock pads at a motherfucking travis scott can uh concert bust out the fucking paramedics gonna have the the fucking sleep apnea and machines on standby on this one somebody's going sleep number on this motherfucker um first round one of these motherfuckers is going to sleep I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna say it's Tui Vasa going to sleep a couple fights ago he fought uh Greg Hardy and was doing that fucking look like he was at Sonic on some fucking skates delivering milkshakes and shit for a second there he was like fucking all wobbled and shit and then he, he, he like got his wits and threw a one-two that fucking just slept Hardy haven't seen Hardy since um so he gets into firefights, this to Ivasa. So this, the thing about Tuivasa is he's gotten better. He started 0-3 in the UFC, or 3-0 in the UFC, then went 0-3, and now he's on a four-fight win streak. So from 3-3 to 7-3. And he's on he, all KOs in the last four fights. Uh, only one made it to the second round, and it was like 25 seconds into the second round. Uh, so he's knocking people out. But the thing about Tuivasa, he's kill or be killed. He's willing, he's willing to risk the w he's willing to risk getting an l to win to, to to get the w he's he's willing to risk it all he understands that you got to risk risk this shit to try to get a dub and he's he's willing to take home the l in order to get that dub and, and that's a dangerous fighter Derek lewis doesn't really fight that way and, and get into firefights like that though uh he's he's it's explosive he's faster than you think he is he can kick you. He's more agile than you think he is. He can kick you in the motherfucking head with either leg out of nowhere. It looks awkward, but it's heavy, and it's fast. Uh, and I just think he's he's got way more experience overall in this game. He's fought every fucking body except for, like, Stipe Miocic. Um, I think this puts him right there with Francis again for a second fight. I think, you know, I, even though Gon destroyed uh, Derek Lewis, that's a bad matchup for Lewis. I think I think Derek Lewis could beat Inghano again. I mean, in an actual real one. The first fight was kind of whack. Was really whack. But this time in a five-round fight, I think for sure Lewis wins that fight, and I think he finishes Ngannou. Uh So I'm gonna go Lewis. I'm gonna go TKO round one on that one. Brunson versus Cannonier. This is a, this is an interesting fight. Every time I doubt Brunson, and any and he's plus money right now. So if you Getting Brunson at plus money against a striker against pretty much anybody other than Adesanya, maybe even Adesanya now. You gotta take that. You gotta take that for sure because this motherfucker, if he gets his, if he gets that fucking, gets you up against the cage or gets you in the center of the cage, and he gets, he changes levels and he gets his hands locked underneath your butt, it's over. You're going down and you're not getting back up simple as that that's his move it's it he just gets squared up in front of you he gets his his arms under your butt and he locks his hands together you're going to the ground there's nothing you can do it's over and he does it time and time again it doesn't matter who the fuck you are he just destroyed Darren Till got him on the ground heavy ground and pound this dude doesn't fuck around on the ground on the feet sloppy not much technique very good power hands, uh, power power strikes. His left hand, he's a southpaw. Left hand, left round kick is, is, is heavy. He's got wild left hand. He's got power in it. He can knock you the fuck out, but he doesn't have much technique. He's a brawler. He's a puncher, not a boxer. He's not a striker. He's a puncher. He just throws. He's a swinger. That's it. I ain't talking Ramada Inn, Continental Breakfast, swingers, and shit like that. I'm talking about just throwing fucking haymakers. He wants to throw just to close the distance. If he gets stuck, if he can't get Cannoneer down to the ground, Cannoneer is tough to get to the ground, it's, it's going to be a long night. It's probably going to be a short night, short, long night, if you know what I mean, for, for Brunson. And that's always the case. The all, the all Every time I pick against Brunson like I have the last three fights is because the stand-up. In every fight, even against Kevin Holland in those stand-up exchanges, as brief as they were, He was getting blicked up. He was getting fucking blasted. He was looking like he was out on his feet at times. There's always that moment. It's like watching Glover Teixeira fight. There's always that moment where it looks like he's a punch or two away from being finished. But then somehow he stumbles into a takedown and he fucking, and then that's it. He has this way of getting hurt and then just finding a takedown off of it. Just like Glover Teixeira does. So I'm i I'm a roll with da- with Brunson. I, I think Cannonier. Uh, he definitely can win this fight, especially if he keeps it standing and he, and he defends takedowns. Uh, he should be able to. I, I'd like to see Cannonier open up with his hands more. He's another dude that's kind of like Adesanya. Output. He needs more output in some of these fights, man. It's just, it's he's got the skills, but he's just not putting punches together. He's not throwing the longer combinations and stuff like that. There's too much dead air between strikes. Um, but give me give me give me Brunson. Be a decision. Uh, Moicano versus Hernandez. Uh, give me Moicano. Give me rear naked choke round three. Uh, Bobby King Green, my favorite fucking fighter right now. It's my favorite fighter officially. Kevin, uh, Bobby Green, love this motherfucker. Nobody's been robbed more than Bobby Green. Remember, he went toe to toe with fucking Faziv and got robbed in that fucking fight. Um, so, give me, give me Bobby Green. I think he gets a TKO. I, he 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 had 15 fights in a row without getting a finish. And he finally got one against Al Quinta. Fucking Mortal Kombat... Flawless victory in his last fight... Uh, shit was impressive... Um, and, and he just dead-it Al Quinta In that first round... He's fast... He's got some fucking slick striking... Dual stances... Head movement... Footwork... All of it man... This dude... You know... He's looking like... Like, like fucking... Uh, Ali at times... Like, like like fucking Wally Pip out there... He's looking like... Like Pernell Whitaker... I mean this dude's got the fucking footwork... I'm telling you... can hit you from all angles... Fights with his hands low, throws from fucking, you know, from the lower peripheral. He's a dangerous motherfucker. He's fighting uh, Nasrat Hatparast. This sounds like some furry convention ass name, like Shavcat, Rachmanov last week. Shavcat Nasrat. These motherfuckers are like some some furry fucking convention, fucking dynamic duo or some shit. Best friends and shit. Uh, he's good. He, he's got good wrestling. He looks exactly like Kelvin Gastelum, smaller version of him. Uh, and he's got a heavy left hand, heavy left kick. Technically, he ain't he ain't built to fucking stand and bang with a guy like Bobby. If they're playing Madden, this dude's fucking... Uh, Bobby Green technically is on all Madden mode. This motherfucker's playing a tutorial when it comes technically to, to, to striking. Um, I could see maybe, you know, taking it to the ground and, and, and scoring takedowns and trying to control the fight with top position. I think a ma- massive underrated... Uh, part of, of Bobby Green's game is his wrestling and his grappling. Uh, you just don't see it very often. He's very hard to take down. He's a very good wrestler. He's got his own takedowns and, and, and trips and, and he's, he's I, think, I think Bobby Green, give me TKO round three. Uh, Arlovsky fighting still. This motherfucker still fighting versus Jared Van, uh, Vandera. Give me Arlovsky's decision. He ain't knocking nobody out. I don't even know if he can knock me out anymore. Uh, Roxanne Montefiore versus Casey O'Neill. Uh, we ain't talking Ninja Turtles, motherfucker. Uh, this is a battle, Betty, from Australia. Uh, she's a killer. She's a killer on the mat. She gets girls on the ground and just fucking Donkey Kong ground and pounds the fuck out of them. Give me Casey O'Neal. TKO round three. Uh... Kyler Phillips versus uh, uh, Rojo. Uh, what's his name? I can't fucking remember his whole name. Rojo, just fucking Rojo. Uh, if, give me Kyler Phillips. Give me decision. Um, Carlos Olberg versus Fabiano uh, Charant. Give me Olberg. Give me TKL round two. Uh, you have Mana Martinez versus Hani Lawrence. Ronnie Lawrence. Give me Ronnie Lawrence. Give me decision. Uh, We got uh, Dobson, I think A.J. Dobson versus Jacob Malkoon. Give me A.J. Dobson, TKO, round two. Uh, We got Douglas Silva versus uh, Morozov. Give me Morozov. Give me decision. Give me, we got Wells versus um, Jeremiah Wells versus the Blood Diamond. Kickboxer making his UFC debut only has is only three and zero in MMA. He fights out of Israel Israel's Adesanya's camp. I think he fought in Glory kickboxing. This is going to be a, a banger little match. Give me, uh, give me Wells. Wells, this dude's wild. He be uh, Worley Alves in his, on short notice in his UFC debut. Second round TKO, a nasty TKO. Uh, give me Wells. Give me Wells. Give me a TKO. Give me round two. And then we have uh, Knight William Knight versus Maxine Grisham. Got moved to the uh, this this motherfucker, uh, William Knight is like five foot six and and was 12 pounds overweight. He missed weight by 12 pounds for the 205 limit. New UFC record, so they're making they made it a heavyweight fight. I think he's gonna be undersized against Machine Grisham. He could definitely knock this fool out if he's able to keep it standing. Uh, give me, but give me Machine Grissom, give me, give me decision. There you have it. 14 motherfucking fights, homies. It was 15. We lost one fight uh, after Wans. But there you have it, homies. Fuck. Fucking got the fights on on wax. Got the fucking Super Bowl on wax. I was wrong about the Super Bowl. My pick was at the very beginning of the year, my pick was uh, Cowboys-Bills. And then my playoff pick was... Because remember, I did not pick the Cowboys to beat the Niners. I picked the Niners to win that shit. I put it on wax. Go look at this shit. I did not pick the Cowboys to win that shit. I thought it was going to be the Packers and Bills, and so I was wrong. That Bills uh, Chiefs game was knucking f- futs, uh, fucking nuts. Um, that was a wild ass game. It was a great game. I mean, those those games that that weekend were fucking crazy. It was probably like the greatest divisional round I've ever seen in my life. Greatest night, uh, greatest weekend uh, of of NFL playoff football I've ever seen. It was fucking dope. Too bad the Cowboys weren't in it. Um, but. You know, so we we got, you know, the Bengals, the fucking Bengals. It's hard to wrap your mind around. This dude, kid, Joe, Burr, comes out rookie year, blows his knee out, comes back his second year and takes the Bengals to the fucking Super Bowl. This ain't Boomer Esiason. This ain't Icky Woods doing the Icky Shuffle and shit. It's fucking crazy. That's the last time uh, these motherfuckers were ever shit. They had some decent teams over the years they made, you know, but they couldn't win a playoff game. You know, with Andy Dalton all this shit, they had decent teams. They had good defenses, really good defenses, and they couldn't win a fucking playoff game. Uh, the Chargers, I remember they lost their last playoff game before this year uh, to the Chargers. Uh, but fuck it, there it is. I got nothing else for y'all, homies. I, I, I'll get on when I can. I'm still working on the video shit. I say that every year, but I'm going to get it on. I'm, 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 I'm going to for sure come to you guys live. Uh, on video, on YouTube, you're gonna get me, you're gonna get YouTube channel on, on, on top of this shit, you're gonna get the the video version of this shit, basically, me and the chump, you wanna see the fucking all beans, no Frank out in the fucking open, swinging for an hour and eight minutes, that's what you're gonna fucking get, that's what you're gonna fucking get, fuck it, I'm out, it's just me, it's just me in a fucking room, Uh, so there's no, there's no triple champ, quadruple champ, there's no uh, Moody Hank, there's none, 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 none of that today, just riding dolo, riding hard, motherfuckers. Whiskey Sick Podcast this is the 150th motherfucking episode. We ain't going to make a big deal. We're going to act as if we've been here before. As if we expected to be here from the fucking beginning. We ain't going to be fucking throwing confetti. We ain't going to be out in the streets eating horse shit. We ain't going to be doing all that 150. We'll see you at 200, motherfuckers. Whiskey Sick Podcast, episode buck 50. Seth Gecko, a.k.a. Moody motherfucking Hank. I'm out. Motherfuckers.
0: As I walk through the valley of the shadow of my life, I walk through the alley back in Cali where the night's bright. Stuck with the Five. Fuck when the time's right Homie, get your limelight Go and get your five mics Spit infectious to Better left in ruins Better check the fluids Losing vital signs Use to pull the plug And get them moving Cruising mood Is that not use the music We gon' ride to You and I knew it that became stolen by, shaking bass, rhymes, playing safe, I crossed the line, it never beat the same again, shame, I think what could've been, days I wasted, could've spent, raising stakes I would've been placed into my chest, my destiny was fucking fake. with grace, and fucking bitches dimed out, quarter tank of gas, and a dollar needs a fucking change, overstep what's understood, nothing stays the fucking same, no way, never going back, slowly sever, closing past wounds, bumping cash rules, everything I'm not about, take the bets, or walk it out, now, showing out, how do you? For. Embrace the day, watch tomorrow, leave with not a fucking word. Must have seen me, got the nerve to live like I do not see another dreams. My mother got her turn to see me under lights. And wonder why it took me so long. To believe in me like she did, wanna be then be it. Or float the stream like Phoenix. You don't believe on be shit. Looking through the rear view, I can see the real you scared but you gon' rise someday. If you think that I won't look you in eyes, don't blinker don't you look away. Shadow of my life Walks through the gallows In the shallow Where my mind lies Truth is I might rise Too sick I might die Baby on my nightlife Save me I'ma try my i I went all in and the lungs I crawl in Out the back we fall in With the top row back, back. Thumbs go Clack, tatter, echo back at not so fast I Slow back ass Seemed that it seems as if B-Rabbit is gonna choke But he had tricks up sleeves I hit the time he's gonna blow Funny these money trees I'm underneath I'm always autumn Often not a dollar on I'm Falling down all around There's nothing something's gotta get And that's just how I feel Like that's a bitch but likes the hoe that fucks you every chance she gets Luck to you she's the last to bed I have a no breath That's like this left that passes yet To creep up on you while you're sitting at the light Flash the bright To last tonight Your shit's about to go down You bitch I bet there's no round The push to beat there's no sound The push you need to know now is the time you wait it. all your life It's all in sight Just wake up for the sake of God, they may love the way you lie, but they trust. Today the you die, you stay up above the heads, so they duck. What you say, I say fuck. All the times I never tried, not the ones I failed. All the times I fell in line, not the ones I bailed. As I walk through the valley, I don't. As I walk through the valley, I don't. As I walk through the valley, I don't give a fuck. I ain't giving up. I ain't giving up. I don't give a fuck. As I walk through the valley, not a shadow's left. As I walk through the valley, not a shadow's left. As I walk through the valley, not a shadow's left to steal my shine, steal my rhyme my guiding light, I'm walking through and stride at night. Looking through the review I can see the real you. Scared, but you gon' rise someday. If you think that I won't, look you in the eyes, don't blinker, don't you look away. Looking through the review, I can see the real you. Scared, but you gon' rise someday. If you think that I won't, look you in the eyes, don't blinker, don't you look away.